HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. To learn more, visit rt11.com. This week on Meet and 3, we rethink surplus by exploring how innovators are promoting sharing mindsets and responding to excess in creative ways. The whole life cycle of food would be the third largest greenhouse gas emitter behind China and the United States if it were a country. You know, in the age of COVID, where a lot of those institutional processors did grind to a halt and a lot of farms had to dump milk in Pennsylvania, even while supermarket cases were, were bare, the organic market stayed strong. They source all these ingredients, they do all of this work, and then they just boil it for a few minutes and then they throw it away. Tune in to Meet and 3, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, and welcome to the Feed Feed podcast. I'm Julie Resnick, co-founder of The Actual Feed Feed, the world's largest social native food publication and community serving as your daily source for what to cook, bake, eat, and drink. Throughout season four of the Feed Feed podcast, I will be trying to help you solve the question that we are all faced with on a daily basis, now more than ever, what's for dinner? Each week, I will be speaking with a Feed Feed community member whose recipes are a constant source of ideas and inspiration and help me get dinner on my table nearly 365 days a year. Today, I'm joined by Tiffany Thiessen, who really needs no introduction. But just to remind you, Tiffany is an actress, wife, mother, and cookbook author who lives in Southern California with her husband and two children. In the late 1990s, Tiffany starred as Kelly Kapowski on NBC's Saved by the Bell and as Valerie Malone on Beverly Hills 90210. You might also know Tiffany from her more recent role as Lori on Alexa and Katie or from her cooking show Dinner at Tiffany's. Tiffany has always loved food and cooking and in 2018 she published a cookbook titled Pull Up a Chair. My two favorite recipes from her book are the boozy date milkshakes and her famous butternut squash risotto. Tiffany is currently hosting season two of MTV's Deliciousness, where she serves up some of the funniest food moments on the internet from home cooking disasters to barbecue fails. 
Welcome to the Feed Feed Podcast, Tiffany. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, It's so nice to hear your voice. I was realizing that it's been about a year um, since we had a chat on Instagram Live right at the beginning of COVID. What a year. Of COVID. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. You're so right. And I think I was making my risotto with you, You right? You were. I made it too. (laughs) My kids loved it. I've actually made it several times since then. How are you? How's Brady? How are the kids? You know, we're hanging in there like everybody else, right? Doing the best we can. I feel like we're seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, a little bit, like a slight little rainbow. You know, my kids actually went back to school this week part-time. So that was a really big deal today. Actually, my daughter went for the first time today. Oh, my gosh. um, It was really, really exciting. Um, It was just... It was interesting, though. Like, she had a lot of anxiety at the beginning of the week because I think they were really talking to her about just the changes that I think they probably didn't think that was going to happen. And, and they didn't think of, you know, about how they can't sit next to each other and they can't hold hands and they can't share food and all those things that, you know, are just, you take for granted sometimes, but after all that, and a lot of talking and a lot of hugging and a lot of tears, but today was like a whole new day and she was so excited and literally I think she flew <laughs> like yeah, out of the door out like, of the door I literally yep. didn't see her feet touch the ground <laughs> that's amazing um we're still waiting my son will be going back April 9th and um okay we're definitely excited yep. about that yes of course awesome well you know, as as you heard at the intro, we love to talk about dinner on this show. And <laughs> I know that our audience would love to hear, you know, how your path to cooking, it, you know, we obviously all know you from your life in on television and in movies. And, um, you know, when you came out with your cookbook and also your show, um, your cooking show several years ago, I think a lot of people are so excited to learn about like, food and family and how food has, um, you know, inspired you and been such a big part of your Mm -hmm. life. So maybe tell us a little bit about your childhood. I'd love to know. Um, I, I know that your mom made dinner pretty much every night, which is she did same that I grew up with. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about some of your favorite dishes and, and what life was like growing up, um, in a family where you ate dinner at home most nights. Yeah. I mean, my mom is, you know, um, classic, you know, uh, homemaker, um, you know, raised three children as well as my dad, but my dad was the one, you know, back then it was like, he held two jobs to pay the bills and wanted my mom home. And, um, so, you know, she was definitely the one doing all the cooking and, and, you know, homework with the kids and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, I have very early memories of my mother in the kitchen. Um, and then, you know, just even, you know, I'm, I'm extremely close to my aunt and uncle and my grandparents, you know, as I was growing up, we all lived pretty close together. So I saw them f- quite frequently. Um, so my visions really are even more so with just seeing all the women in my family cooking together and having fun. And as I got older, I wanted to be in that kitchen with them, yeah. you know, cause it looked fun and I wanted to be a part of that. Um, so I was taught, you know, at a very young age, all about food and just, you know, cooking recipes that my mom had been doing for a while that maybe my grandmother had handed down to her or my aunt saw in some great magazine or, you know, it was just that kind of thing in our house. And, 
And it's still to this day, very much that same way. It's just more on, on me yeah, <laughs> now that it's totally. that, now that I've taken over, you know, like, yeah, it was funny. I remember when I was, um, I think I was 17 years old and I had just moved out into a, my first little apartment. Um, and my mom said, well, if we can get a dinner table in here, you get to have Thanksgiving and make Thanksgiving for everybody this year. You, you've got it, girl. Now it's yours. And oh, I was like, oh my gosh. I love that. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, I have very big memories since very young of cooking and being in the kitchen with my family. And it's really just kind of had a long history, whether you know, also I had a huge part where I was traveling a lot. Um, you know, when say by the bell was, you know, got very popular and then it went overseas into other countries. We were like in 140 some odd countries, the show, um, eventually. And they actually had Mark Paul and I, um, travel all through Europe and do, oh, that's cool. um, I didn't realize yeah. that you kind of toured around. I did. I mean, at 16 years old, you've got two kids who were on an American TV show now going to, I got to go to Brussels and Paris and, you know, like all these places in Amsterdam and, you know, and, and I'm 16 years old, like it's crazy. Um, and the show became really popular in a lot of these countries as well. And so, um, I learned a lot about different cuisines in different countries sure. and my whole entire world of food just completely opened up at that age. And I really, have to say my, I think my true love of food, besides just the basics of just family and food, yep. but my true love of like global food in general came from those trips when I was 16. What were some of your favorite places and what were some of the meals that you ate that, you know, I don't you I mean, remember. Yeah. I don't remember any names, of course. I mean, we're talking almost, <laughs> I mean, I'm just turned 47 and I was 16. I mean, this is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember having my first, um, you know, like six, seven course meal in the South of France at, an, in, an incredible chateau, mm -hmm. um, and getting to sip wine, you know, like that was no big deal for yep. any teenager to have wine. You know, that was a very big deal to me. I remember having escargot for the first time. And I, I look back and I'm like, I'm so proud of myself for trying it because, yep. you know, a lot of kids probably wouldn't. Sure. Um, and I look at my kids sometimes I'm like, just try it. Just, <laughs> just, I would never give you anything that that's what I t say to my kids all the time. I'm like, I promise you, I'm not a shock value parent. Like I don't do things just to give you shock, you know, yeah. like, or just, I only will let you try things that I think you really are going to like, you know, yeah. but anyways, um, segue, but I remember having the most beautiful, simple crepes, um, with a little bit of sugar and butter. Like mm -hmm. I remember that, like I literally have visions and remember exactly what they looked like yep. and how they tasted. And yeah. the butter is so much better in Europe. So oh, I feel yeah. like, I feel you know. like a lot of things are better in Europe, but yes, <laughs> the bread, the butter, uh, the bread, the butter, um, the wine. <laughs> yeah. They've got it all. Um, yeah. But you know, those memories are so big in my, in my mind and in my heart. And, and like, you know, I, I now look forward to, uh, funny enough, we were last year, we were supposed to, I was supposed to take my daughter for her 10th birthday, birthday to Paris. And of course, everything that all changed, you know, yeah. because of COVID, but, um, but I can't wait to do that with her. And I can't wait to do it with my son when he's older too, just to really experience other countries. I think it's so important for, 
for our youth to see things outside of their bubble, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we took our kids actually to the south of France a couple mm. of years ago, and they still talk about it, especially now, yeah. you know, because we've been home and together and, you know, had, had such oh, an intimate for year. Sure. Oh my um, gosh. Yes. I mean, I, I, I literally tell my husband the year before we had um, done a trip, just the two of us some friends of ours were getting married in Italy. And so we got to go to Italy and we went all over Italy and we went to England for a little bit. And I'm so grateful that I was able to take that almost last big European trip yep. before all this happened, because I don't know, I might be a little crazier than I already am right now, <laughs> sitting at home. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, food on TV sets. So yeah. what do you bring your own food? Do you eat what do they have? <laughs> oh, what, Julie, what are your like go-to snacks? What's it like eating um, when you're on set? Okay. Well, it really depends on the show, the, the, the production, the budget, yep. um, and how important food is to that production or whoever's, you know, making those decisions on what's being served on, on a set. I've had sets that have had amazing catering. Um, so it's interesting. It's, it, I, I, it just depends. It really is. Yeah. So, um, and I've had sets where I've had to bring my food every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So um, it really varies. It absolutely varies um, from set to set. I wish I could say they were all wonderful and great, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, I that that was sort of why I asked the question. I was kind of wondering, mm -hmm. like, are there any unspoken rules about like food on sets <laughs> that it's like, no, 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 don't ever pick that up. Yeah, um, no, I think you definitely, it's almost like a street vendor. You just go with your gut, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I know that, you know, I've watched some interviews with you that, you know, you talked about, um, you know, the process of, you know, planning out your cookbook and how you personally, you know, organize yourself. Um, you said on one interview that I watched um, that you're a planner and you, you do your meal plans on the weekends and you, you know, get the groceries. I'm curious, has that changed at all because of COVID or are you still kind of planning out your weeks and what you guys are going to eat um, on those weekends? Yeah. It, you know, it depends. Um, I generally still plan out. Um, it depends on how heavy I've been. Like I just started going back to work again yep. um, where I had, you know, back, back last fall I was working a lot. So and, and right now we don't have any help. So it's, it's been interesting. Like it's, it's a juggling process. So on the weeks that I'm home and I'm able to really, really plan and be able to cook, um, it's planned out groceries are done, you know, prepped all that kind of stuff, just cause that is the way I like to work. Yep. And usually when I have help, um, I have somebody who helps me do that as well. Um, so the days that I have long set days and I'm shooting long days, there's been some more takeout those days, you yeah. know, and that's, and that's just okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, well, and especially now it's awesome to be able yeah. to support restaurants Absolutely. however we can. Well, yep. and it's funny, I was literally just going to say that. And it's, it's funny because I have more of a, of a, of a love to do that now because so many of my chef friends and restaurants and all that are either struggling or having a hard time just stay, just trying to stay above water, you know, yeah. and they're the, the, the inventiveness that they they've been doing in these restaurants to try to do take it and all that is, is genius. I, I'm, I give them such kudos, man, 
to really try to make it work. Um, so yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, and I, I miss going to restaurants. Oh God, let's like talk about that. Like I just I miss it so badly, but we're seeing a glimmer. We really we are. are seeing a glimmer. We are. We're seeing a glimmer. So, but yeah, but so it just depends on the week, you know? And I think that's just kind of how it is right now, which is fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm shooting this week. So it was a little more like Brady was so cute. He's like, Hey, do you think I can just go pick up burgers for the kids? You know, since you're not home yet. I'm like, yep. yep. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you win dad awards. <laughs> the best dad awards tonight. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about your kitchen. You know, let's say I were to come over and I open up your pantry mm-hmm. and your fridge. What are some things that I would see in there that you just always have on hand? Uh, definitely um, almond creamer because my husband and I are, are coffee drinkers in the morning. Um mm-hmm. We are, um, there's always usually some sort of grapefruit juice or orange juice, you know, made from, cause we have a lot of citrus trees, um, on our property. Um, and that's really fun. Cause the, the kids actually like love to do that, um, yep. to juice yep. all the, all the citrus. Um, there's always eggs. Cause like, I think I mentioned, I have, have chickens. chickens. So oh there's gosh. always usually a plethora of eggs. So many eggs that half the time I have to give a lot of them away. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, what else do we always have? I mean, my, (laughs) I'll be really honest. My husband is a condiment person, like crazy condiments. So on our door fridge, like there's a lot of hot sauce, ketchup, mayo, like the traditional condiments, Mm -hmm. as well as lots of hot sauce. We're big hot sauce people. Um, I always have pickled something in the fridge usually pickled jalapenos or onions because mm-hmm. I always usually put those on tacos and we usually have taco night once a week. Um, and we grow a lot of things too. So like right now, um, snap peas are going crazy carrots. So those are actually what I just harvested those early this morning before I left. So there's usually some sort of vegetable, um, and in the fridge, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Those are the staples. Sounds and, then, great. Um, and then a bottle of rosé usually. Julie. <laughs> Well, you are in California, so it makes sense. You got to support the local. Absolutely. Um, I love it. I love it. So, um, yeah, I mean, what about on a night when you're not motivated to cook, but maybe it's too late to order takeout? Like, what's something that you would just kind of pull together and, and whip up for your family? the family, it's usually the things that I will always have stapled even in the pantry is, of course, pasta. And there's usually... Like I said, most of the time I'll have, if it's the summer, it's like tomatoes or something that will be, and I can make up a quick, you know, vegetable sort of sauce for, you know, for the pasta. Or, um, I always have pizza dough usually in my freezer. So I'll, I'll pull that out in the morning sometimes knowing that the kids like to do their pizzas on their own. Yeah. That kind of gives me a break sometimes, which is kind of nice. Um, or I, you know, I mean, it's funny. It's like my kids are, are not. You know, they're, they're pretty are they easy. picky or they, 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 yes, they can be picky. They mm-hmm. definitely can be picky. And I think one thing that's, I've found that has started since being home is that one, they snack all day, which they yeah. never got that option at school. Right. right. So right. I, I'm doing more snack boards than anything. I feel like more than meals, but, but then the meals they have a bigger opinion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where before they would get home and dinner was already made and sorry, this is what we're having, you know, exactly. Right. Yeah. Now they're home and they're like, so what are you making for dinner, mom? You know, during lunch break or, you know, whatever. So 
that's been kind of interesting where I've had, to, I've seen the pickiness kind of come out where, you know, Holt's like, mom, I just want a quesadilla. And I'm like, really? Are no. you kidding me? I was yeah. like, you know, and then there's nights where I'm like, I love it. I'm like, great. Thanks. Yeah. I could really use, you know, after making breakfast, lunch and four snacks already. Great. You get a quesadilla tonight. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it has been really interesting. I've actually, um, my kids are a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. well, my youngest is how nine, old are your but, kids? Um, 14, 12 and nine. So I have two uh, girls and then a boy who's nine. And, okay. um, you know, I, they've never, like, I guess, like you said, I mean, they always would come home from swim or tennis or, you know, whatever sports right. they're playing after school activities, you know, and, um, we've always had like a, a, a babysitter who, you know, drives them around all of those uh-huh. yeah. because we're working. And, and also yeah. I like to make dinner and I always liked, yeah. you know, I, I found that, you know, it is nice to drive your kids around and you get to have some really fun conversations in the car, but a lot of it is, you know, just kind of shuttling or, you know, I'm telling them, yeah. Hey, can you get off your phone? Or like, Hey, let's have a conversation. <laughs> or I'm like doing the multiplication tables, you know, and I'm that yeah. annoying mom. So I realized like, it's better for them to come home and for me to have dinner are ready and for us to sit down and have a nice conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has been interesting this past year because they never were involved in that discussion of like, what's for dinner? Well, they would yeah. say that, but it was done. You know, it's like yeah. they'd already walked yeah. in the door. It's like, exactly. You know, That's exactly having, what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I've refused, I actually, I'm not a planner, so I never really know what I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. I'm like, every night for me is like an episode of Chopped where I'm like, okay, what, <laughs> what do we got? Okay. Oh, what am I in the I mood for? <laughs> and it's usually like one little kind of like condiment or like, like you said, like a, like a pickled, I don't know, something will get mm-hmm. my mind going and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to make this. Like, we'll do these like bowls tonight with, you know, um, yeah. I don't know, the buffalo tofu. I've been making these like buffalo tofu bowls oh, a lot. That sounds that the kids amazing. Love, um, with like different roasted veggies and like, you know, maybe kimchi or some kind of pickled veg. But anyway, oh, mm-hmm. so they, they don't, they don't, I, I still just say to them, I don't know. And they're like, I don't understand. It's six 30. How do you not know what's for dinner? I'm like, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But, and, and it is hard. You're right. Because when they walk in the room and then they're like, wait, what, I, what is that? And it's like, no, you know what? You can either help and we'll talk through what we're making mm-hmm. or come back when it's ready because mm-hmm. I don't want to kind of defend the meal right now. Like I, I'm heading right. in a direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Funny. been let great. Me create, let me be creative. Exactly. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate, an incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 Potato Chips believe comfort food can be just that. Know where your food comes from. To learn more, visit rt11.com. So let's talk a little bit about the show that you're currently um, at Deliciousness on MTV. And this is the second season, right? Yeah, we're in the middle of our season two right now. Um, we just got actually released that our, um, the start of season two will, um, 
premiere on the 22nd of March, which is super exciting um, that we got to pick up and got a, got a nice, you know, order for number two. And um, I'll tell you, it's, it's a really fun job. Um, Nothing I ever thought I would ever do, which is kind of cool, you know? Um, But, you know, it goes off of, if if anybody's ever seen the show Ridiculousness, um, which is very popular on MTV. Um, It's MTV's, you know, sort of other, sort of spinoff, um, all food related. So it's, it's every viral silly food video that you could imagine or alcohol or flub or flop or (laughs) something that has gone awry at a restaurant or at home, like anything you can imagine that has something to do with food or drinks. Um, it's on the show and, um, really funny casts that we have. Um, Angela Kinsey, who, you know, probably from the office, very, very funny lady and so sweet. Um, we have another funny guy named Kel Mitchell, um, who was in, from the classic movie when he was younger called Good Burger. Um, just very funny as well. And then um, another guy named uh, Tim Chaturangsu, who's also really um, very funny, like very, very funny and um, very much loves food. And so we, we, the two of us talk about food constantly. <laughs> um, so we, it's a, it's a great show. Like I host it and we, uh, we watch these funny videos and we laugh and yeah. we discuss and, and it's doesn't even feel like a job besides the heels that I have to wear and stand all day. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> and how has it been um, filming during COVID? You know, you went back on yeah. set when a couple of months ago? I went back actually last September. So when um, my other show that I do a couple episodes here and there, um, mm-hmm. the, the reboot of Save by the Bell came back on yep. Peacock. Yep. So we were actually the very first, um, cause they were shooting when they started the show, they were shooting before COVID and right. Mark Paul and I came on board later and we were both doing other shows. I was doing Alexa and Katie and Mark Paul was doing another show called mixed dish at the time. So we couldn't shoot the same time when they started. So they were kind of holding our episodes towards the end and then COVID hit. Yep. And so, um, so anyways, they had to wait till things were at a place where they could make it work. And, and we were the very first TV show back out of all TV shows, like literally oh my we gosh. Were the first ones back. So it was a little scary because yeah. I felt very, like all of us felt a little bit like a Guinea pig right? where we were like kind of the test tube, you know, kind of like show to see if everybody could be healthy and stay healthy and how is this going to work? And, but I'll tell you, I, I, they did an amazing job. I mean, we were getting tested every day. Um, the entire crew had their own separate pods. Nobody basically could counteract with another pod, you know, um, everybody was full PPE. Um, you know, the, the, the actual cast was not allowed to take their masks off until literally the cameras were rolling. Um, it was, you know, it was different. Um, part of me was sad because I felt like the, the fun of being on set, especially with some of my old castmates, you know, was sadly, you know, limited because we couldn't basically mingle and play around and have fun like we normally would do. Right. Yeah. But what was great was that the fact that we did have so much history that I think no matter what you still saw it. Um, because we were so comfortable with each other and we had such history. So, you know, there was like the pros and cons of it, you know, but, um, but yeah, so that was the first time back and that was way back in last September. And like I said, we were the very first TV shows to go back. 
Um, and then, you know, with a show like deliciousness, it's, it's a much smaller crew. Um, you know, we're kind of uh, sort of on stage and on our own. We're not, it's not like acting where you're right next to an actor, you know? Yep. Um, so very different. And, um, you know, it's, it's, that one's been much easier to, to kind of, you know, kind of do basically. Well, I've watched a couple of episodes and they're really funny. Um, they're and, super fun. It's and, light, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like if you've had a, a, a long day, a heavy day, you just want to watch something that will boost your mood. And <laughs> I mean, also at the same time, I was feeling so bad for so many of the people who just like <laughs> rub something on the floor and it's like, I oh know. no, it's like delicious. I watched one where like the, um, it looked like a mac and cheese, like a baked mac and cheese. And mm-hmm. it, it like came out of the oven and just like slid off the rack, um, oh. right onto the floor. And yeah. you know, there was no saving it. Like there was yeah, no, saving no, it. no, you feel for these people some, and then some, you don't feel for them at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just depends, but yeah, no, it's, you know, it's one of those shows that it doesn't take a lot of thinking, like truly it's like, you can kind of zone out a little bit and just laugh. And, you know, there's something to be said about laughter, like truly like being such great medicine for all of us right now, I think. And I know my style of TV watching, which is very minimal. I'm not a huge TV watcher. My husband's actually more of a TV watcher than I am, but that's interesting. The, the TV that I watch now since COVID is very different. Like it can't be too heavy. Yeah. Like I, yeah. It, it's funny how I, I need that escape, but it has to be light. Like it can't be too heavy. Um, that's me though. I, I know that's not everybody, but um, I, I've noticed that my change, even in my documentaries, cause I used to, I mean, I love watching documentaries that they can't be too heavy. Like, yeah. cause I just, I can't handle it's overwhelming. It. I know. It's overwhelming right now. Right. It is. You know, maybe I can get back to that dark side that I used to love watching, <laughs> but not right now. Not yet. <laughs> that was actually going to be one of my questions. It's kind of a nice segue. What have you learned in this past year? Mm. <sighs> Patience for sure. I feel like as a parent, though, you learn that every day, Yeah. but I think more than ever, um, patience has been probably the biggest and hardest thing during the last year and really trying to, you know, it's, I, I grew up in a family that always taught me to look on the brighter side, always look at the glass half full, not half empty. And that's been the hardest thing to do this last year, I think for all of us, but it's also been something that I have really tried harder than ever and really have been able to see a lot of the silver linings that we all think, I think all of us have had this last year. Um, you know, we were as a society moving extremely fast. Yeah. Right. Um, with technology and just, I mean, just everything with work yeah. and day to day life. Yeah. The day to day life. And I think, um, this really was something that made us stop. Yeah. We had to. And, um, it also, you know, again, like we talked about, like it, it makes you appreciate some of the smallest things that I didn't realize how important those were for me, like going to a simple restaurant or like traveling, you know, to a place for leisure, you know, not in a work too is wonderful and all that, but, but really the things that, you know, 
almost took me back to like how I felt maybe as a kid, you know, because, you know, as you're an adult, you, everything is like, get it done, get it done, get it done, you know, and your list and checking them off and school's here. And like you said, you know, kids are going to these places and that place. And it's a lot, it's fast. It's, and I sometimes, you know, I'm like, God, I just want to slow down. And it's, and then we were forced to, like, we were massively forced to slow down. And there's something kind of wonderful about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely excited for my kids to, you know, go back to school and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of return to, you know, a normal life, especially my daughter. She, um, my oldest, she started high yeah. school on Zoom. You know, Ugh. she's never walked yeah. into her high school. Um, so I'm definitely ready, you know, for that. But there are these yeah. little moments actually today. Um, I mean, it's funny, my son, he's nine and, you know, he's in his room on Zoom school and he's great. And, you know, he'll text me, from his like iPad mm-hmm. and he'll yeah, that's say what my like, daughter does. <laughs> can, can you please make my lunch, you know, or what are like, I'm thirsty, you know, he'll just text these little things. Um, and today um, I brought down his, he's been making these he, on the weekend. He's been making them. So he was so excited because I made it for him, but um, he takes a pepper, a red pepper and he cuts it in half and um, almost not even in half, but almost in half. And then he fills it with hummus and he puts like herbs from the garden and, you know, other things in it. And he calls it a hummus boat. So I made him that <laughs> and you know some other mm-hmm. fun little, like an avocado toast and these little um, kumquats that we have from the tree outside. Oh, and I know and I just I, made kumquat jam. It, oh, literally. Me too. Literally I'm, I've been making oh. a, a bunch of these like cocktails we've been making have been so great. I like that idea. I might be doing that this weekend, Julie. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And so right when I handed him the plate, I was walking out, you know, I was like, here here you go, buddy. And he said, oh, mom, you look really good today. And it was like, it just (gasps) made my day. I was like, I I mean, the saddest part about it is, is that all I had done is brush my hair, which as you (laughs) you know. As you can tell from that comment, I don't do it very often, clearly, because that's all I did was brush my hair. But I kept thinking like, you know, we'll never get this time back. And, you know, people always say to you, you know, right when you have kids, like, oh, uh, you know, uh, you should appreciate every moment. It goes by too fast. And I do feel like, you know, as parents, you know, we have had to learn a lot of patience, but we definitely have been able to... um, you know, grow closer to our kids and and have all these special moments. Um, you know, we've been playing like we've been playing blackjack with the kids, which is oh, kind of funny. I loved blackjack when I was younger. That's so funny. Yeah. What a great one. Yeah. Games have been huge for us. Like we also have a little cabin up in the in the mountains that we've been escaping to, which has been such a godsend for us, truly, just to have a change of scenery. Yeah, right. Um, and we we do that so much up there, playing all different types of games, and that's been a big one for us for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's been so fun. So, I mean, as much as I'm, it, it'll be interesting to see how things change in the future, right? And like. Yep. You know, I think there was a moment where everybody was ready just to like, okay, let's just turn it back on and, you know, go back to how it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think it'll actually be different on the other side of this. And, I hope um, so. I yeah. hope it'll be, you know, I, I, I've always said like the one thing that I always try is to have a good balance in everything, in every avenue. Right. And I hope that that's exactly what it's going to be. Like nobody rushing back to be exactly where it was. Let's take what we've learned in the last year and implement it into something, you know, new coming forward, you know, and, and, and hopefully that's a a nice balance of both. Right. Yeah. 
Totally. So I'm curious, anything new on the horizon for you? <laughs> what What's next for Tiffany? Um, just finished the polishing touches on my next book proposal. So, um, that's been a big one in the last, um, few like months, um, that I've been able to do another cookbook. Yes. Um, I had a couple, I had, I had another one that was before that just, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was, I was ready for it yet. So this one, I think everybody's ready for. So I'm excited to hopefully be able to announce more about that later. Um, But that's what I've been working on. Um, And then we, of course, got to pick up on season two of Saved by the Bell as well for the summer. And then um, I'm going to be actually directing my first feature film this later, this like late summer. Yeah. So super excited about that. Um, that's a really big project and, um, I'm, I'm ecstatic, um, and, and really excited to talk more about that too. Um, once I can, so yeah, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. And then just, yeah, we've been shooting deliciousness, which is what I'm doing right now. That's great. Well, it sounds like you've got some fun things on the horizon. I'm excited to hear more about them and this was just great to catch up and, you know, hear about what you've been up to. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to join me on the podcast today, Tiffany. Of course, anytime. I love it. And thank you for um, putting a little bug in my ear to have some nice kumquat cocktails this, this weekend, because that's what I'm going to be doing, Julie. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture and tag me on Instagram. I will. I will. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening. To learn more about the food and drink discovery platform that is the Feed Feed, head to thefeedfeed.com. Be sure and follow us on Instagram, and don't forget to follow Tiffany as well. If you have a food story to tell, or you want us to interview a blogger, cookbook author, chef, or restaurateur who's helped you solve the what's for dinner question, we'd love your suggestions. Just send us a DM on Instagram. See you next time. The Feed Feed is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradio.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from our listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Thanks for listening.